We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. All right, welcome in. BMAS and Beamer here on WBEN. Brian Mazarowski here with you for the next hour or so. Um, and, yeah, it's going to be a fun time. Going to be a nice, relaxing time here. Brian Mazarowski in for the next hour. And we're going to be talking. We're going to start off today talking a little pot. Because you know, we started to talk about it yesterday. There was a state application opening for processors. And if you don't know what that means, join the club. The state opened applications for cultivators. That's going to be the people who are allowed to grow weed in New York State. Then yesterday they opened the application for processors. Now these people are going to be allowed to take the weed that was grown from cultivators and turn them into, you know, any sort of product you would buy. And then, still to come, the full application process for retail. Oh, by the way, this law was passed like a year ago. And there's still uncertainty if even by the end of this year, things will be up and running in New York State. Which is really odd when you consider the current state of things. Because right now in Canada, you can go into any number of dispensaries in Niagara Falls, Canada, anywhere throughout Canada and buy some weed. Massachusetts, same thing. Many other states, same exact thing. Uh, you can, in New York State, smoke weed anywhere you can smoke cigarettes, legally. You can have weed on you legally yet the transaction is still legal and the i think the craziest part of it is here in western new york you can go to any number of businesses and legally buy marijuana yet the state is still kind of dragging along with their process of trying to figure out how they're going to do things. Well, when it's actually all said and done, how is it going to look? We got our first guest on of the day today. Andrew is a manager at Chronic Link in Salamanca, which is right now legally selling marijuana. You can go inside the store and buy, well, pretty much anything you want. Andrew, thanks for being with us today. How you doing? Good. Thanks for having me. All right. So, Chronic Link, Salamanca. 
on the Native American reservations, you know, I, we were talking to somebody yesterday who was an attorney helping a lot of these businesses trying to get set up all across New York State, uh, you know, through the process, which is very confusing when it's run through the state of New York. And she said that, you know, by the end of the year, you know, the first uh, she would be uh, surprised to see uh, any more than like five or so dispensaries set up between here and Rochester by the end of the year. I almost fell out of my chair because here in western New York, you go down to Route 20. There's about a two-mile stretch. You can get like 10 or, <laughs> 10 or more places that you can walk into. It's kind of crazy how the law is working versus what is actually happening. Your place, Chronic Link in Salamanca, on a day-to-day basis, who's walking in? I mean, kind of give us the rundown, the, the 101. Who's walking in looking to buy product? What do you sell? Uh, let us know. Um, really, our uh, average customer is is anyone you'd see everywhere. You know, there's no uh, there's no boundaries to it. And um, you know, we have a, a a broad range of products such as you know just flour, uh, edibles, you know different kinds of concentrates, and also vape pens too. So they're, um, you know, everybody's needs are met here. I love that you say our average customer is everyone. Because it almost sounds like a non-answer, but it's true compared to, you know, what we hear from, you know, all all the places that are up and opening, whether it's here in New York State or somewhere else, right? That it's not like any one group of people walking into these. It's a, a little bit of everybody. When people walk in for the first time, they're not used to, you know, maybe buying marijuana from a store in that kind of setting. What are some of the questions that people have the first time they're walking into a dispensary? Uh, many, many ask, you know, is this even legal to buy it? Um, you know, because they're still, you know, they're still superstitious, I guess, of the fact uh, that it's legal and they're able to go into a store and purchase it just like any other product. Um, you know, and those are just some basic questions that they ask. And other questions range from, you know, how will this affect me um, to, you know, different different things just regarding the product. I There would have to be a lot of questions, right? Because yeah. I would imagine for most people, their normal transaction going up to the first time they walk into a dispensary, goes something like this. Do you have any pot? <laughs> and now you walk into the store and it's, you know, product after product. There are different numbers. There are different strengths. There are different strains. There's different everything. Yeah. Is it a little overwhelming for people when they walk in for the first time? Oh, yeah. One phrase I hear all the time is like a, a kid in the candy store. You know, their eyes get real big and they just, you know, because there's so many different things that they can choose from that, you know, sometimes that they have a hard time choosing. So that's why we're able to, um, you know, have staff that's able to make recommendations you know, for that individual. Are you seeing people from all over Western New York? Is it just around your place in Salamanca? I mean, where's the clientele from? Um. Well, our... Our shop has a you know a unique 
kind of, uh, you know, we have the Route 86 right next to us. So we see a lot of people from, you know, you know, all over the state to all over the country even. One of the things that people are, are kind of wondering about the dispensaries open right now before full legalization in New York State is, I mean, you mentioned, is it legal? That might be the first question. The second question might be, uh, is it legit? I mean, what kind of product are you getting? I, I think for a lot of people, that's one of the uh, maybe perks of legalization, right, is they want to be able to walk into a store and it's, you know, kind of sanctioned by the state. You're buying something that, you know, has a label, you know, has a list of ingredients maybe on it. And you know what you're getting in a way that you maybe uh, wouldn't in years past. I, is that the same with dispensaries that are open right now? Can you trust them the same way that you would assume that you'd be able to trust something that's open once full legalization happens? You know, um, yeah, I can't, I can't quite answer that fully as far as like people's trust within something because I've seen, I've, I've seen that, um, you know, spectrum of trust, you know, vary with each person. However, uh, I know that, you know, we have opened up, you know, our first stores opened up in October of last year. And so ever since then, we've just tried to, you know, get the best product um, and, lab- you know, label it correctly as best as we can to, um, you know, basically be as transparent to the customer. Um, and I can't quite speak on other dispensaries. So. I don't know how much detail you can go into, but is it easy to get your product, you know, from uh, a store's perspective, from Chronic Link's perspective, is it easy to source product in New York State right now, uh, you know, before full legalizations? I'm not quite sure. I don't I don't really handle that stuff. But y- you notice on the store shelves, is there ever any, like, shortage of product? Yeah, sometimes. All right. Yeah. Um, when full legalization happens, are you, you know, wondering what impact that might have? Do you expect to maybe a few less people? Uh, yeah, but I also expect to see, you know, some of the same, same people that we do now. I don't think that, you know, you know, all the regulations and everything, those are good. Yes, they're they're there to make sure everything's in place and everyone's following, you know, the book basically. But if we keep up with what we're doing now and um, providing basically the same products they would at a dispensary, like a, a state-run dispensary, you know, at a cheaper cost, then I believe we'll still be in competition. You're almost like a car mechanic. I don't know if that's a good analogy, but like, you know, it's not like you're going somewhere and just buying like a shirt or a candy bar or, you know, anything like that. I mean, when you're making recommendations, you're walking people through the process. I'd imagine that people get uh, pretty comfortable talking to you and they, they want to come back. Yeah. Um, in, the, in the first few months when I started, uh, I was my my bosses always referred to me as doctor. Because people will come in with, you know, certain ailments, and 
uh, you know, I was I was pretty knowledgeable on the products, so I was able to recommend you know certain things. So it's 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 kind of um, uh, the line almost gets blurred between a recreational dispensary and medical because people go in searching for medical also. All right. Hey, Andrew, thanks so much for the time. Appreciate talking with you. Andrew is manager at Chronic Link in Salamanca. It's one of many marijuana dispensaries open right now in western New York where you can drive to. It doesn't take that long. And just buy weed. As New York continues to kind of uh, move along and, you know, we're all wondering what exactly is going to happen. There's places open right now. No medical card required or anything like that. So uh, that's one of the places. Where are you on marijuana in New York State? What are you seeing right now? And where do you stand on it? Are you interested? Are you going? Now you know that more and more people are kind of becoming wise. Like I said, you drive down Route 20 down on native land and it's like it's like a boom town of dispensaries you know there's like a two mile stretch and there's a lot of flags flying and they're all advertising one thing where are you are are you comfortable with that are you waiting for the state are you likely to go into one of these stores when they open up here in New York? Have you done it already? And what differences have you noticed since marijuana has basically become legal? The only thing that's illegal right now is the transaction, which is kind of strange to think. But you can have it. You can smoke it in public, anywhere you can smoke cigarettes. You can have what the state calls a small amount on you. I don't know. A small amount. I think it's up to eight ounces. I have to do a little. It's eight or 16 ounces. Or Again, I have to uh, look at what the small amount that you'd have there. The small amount that you're allowed to have by law is i think more than enough <laughs> it's it is uh quite a bit of uh marijuana you're allowed to have because i don't know i, I always thought like a gram or two was a lot like that was they call it sufficient for personal use not meant for sale and they're talking about like 30 grams times 8 or whatever the the number is that New York State said. That's a lot. So you're allowed to carry it on you. You're allowed to have it. Smoke it in public. The only thing you're not allowed legally is the transaction, but that doesn't apply to everywhere, as we just talked right there. Plenty of these stores opened up on native land. Have you become a little bit more open to it? And does it make that much of a difference? I, I think that's the other big question here. Does it make much of a difference at all? Are you really expecting things to change when that full legalization happens? Because personally speaking, uh, I'm not.
I think the only difference would be people might talk about it a little bit more. Uh, maybe it's a lot like sports gambling. You know, at first, there's maybe a lot of people trying it out. Uh, getting their feet wet, so to speak, for the first time. There's this big boom. You hear people talking about it all over. And then after like a few weeks, that kind of dies down. And what you're left with is the same people who were doing it before when it wasn't fully legal are the ones still doing it now, just in a different way. And maybe there's a couple more people who are partaking, but the overall impact is just not that much. That's why I noticed in sports gambling. I mean, I mean, you hurt everybody, and I mean, you're still hit over the head with ads on it. But for the first few weeks, I, you know, there was all the conversations, any game. You're talking about what the action is on it. And then uh, it kind of petered out to where now I think the only people who ever talk about it are the people who were talking about it before. It's not really that much of a factor. I think the same thing with marijuana. I mean, there's access. And there always has been. It's not like anything new. You could always easily get weed anywhere. A couple of text messages and you have no problem. Now it's maybe a little bit more easy. It's a little bit more out in the open. I think you'll see a lot of people right at the forefront get into it, become interested, stop into the store, see what they're offering, all the different products. You heard him mention Kid in a Candy Store. It's a little bit different than it used to be. What do all these things mean? And then after a few weeks, it kind of dies down, and what you're left with is just what you've always had. Just you know, People who are going to smoke weed are going to smoke weed. They're going to do it about the same frequency that they did it before, and they just might now buy it in a different place. So does it really make that much of an impact? 803-0930, a lot of you have weighed in on our text board. Uh, someone's saying that you shouldn't be shocked about the whole thing. The state's far behind what's going on in reality. I can get weed 300 yards from my house right now. <laughs> There's many places. Which is, I, I think part of this is the absurdity of New York State's implementation of their marijuana law. Because it, we talk, the talk in the lead up to the legalization vote, which was well over a year ago now, was, all right, other states are going to be doing this. We don't want to be the last state to implement legalized marijuana. We don't want to be the only place to have it outlawed and then everyone else is in front of us. Well, now, a year later, over a year later, it's been going and going and going. And it's not just that other states are ahead, and this is happening elsewhere, places within your own state are ahead (laughs) and getting the leg up on you. So that's kind of the absurdity of the situation, I think. Um, Somebody's, uh, all right, the timing on three ounces is uh, state law, which I, to me, that seems like a lot. Like to me, I, I always was under the assumption that like one or two grams was 
like more than enough. If you're talking about personal use, like that was a lot. So now we're talking about like 90 grams <laughs> is what you are able to have on you at one time for quote unquote personal use. That's sufficient to say the least. <laughs> I think you're good. Somebody else uh, saying was planning on waiting for the state dispensaries, but they're taking way too long. I'm visiting the ones on the reservations. And I think part of the problem there is twofold. You have, you know, maybe distance is a factor, but you have, uh, it's, it's like any store. You get comfortable going to one place. You get comfortable talking to one person. And it's hard to leave. You know, this is the place that I go. And then on top of that, you know, you kind of keep going. You're comfortable going to one place, talking to one person. And you're paying one price. Now all these other places are going to have to factor in the state taxes. And what's that going to do? 803-0930, really quickly before the break. Jimmy, don't kill me. I'm going to Jimmy (laughs) in Buffalo. Jimmy, what's going on? What do you think? Hey, I, I think uh, it's great to hear you talking about it. Um, I think a lot of folks are in this limbo area where, like, geez, what's going on? How's it going on? Uh, I know I hear you talking about like the uh, Indian reservations having dispensaries, and one of the things that's too uh, is even you're you're seeing all these glass shops pop up all up and down Niagara Falls Boulevard, Transit, Sheridan. You know, I'm, I'm here to tell you 100%. A lot of them are also currently selling flour. Um, it's not just to the to the native pride i was in a an office the other day and i was like what do i smell besides patchouli they're like yeah you smell exactly what you think you smell i'm like really so i think that's one of the you know new york's just gotta open up and let them do their thing if they're gonna go with this go with it hey jimmy appreciate the call uh yeah you, you do smell it a lot more when i smell it all the time but it's an actual skunk when i'm walking to my car in the morning so then i have to watch out for uh, but then all that, you know, you, I go running all throughout the Tonawandas, and it used to be I could see where uh, under one of the pedestrian bridges, I knew that's where the kids hung out. You could smell it. Now it's all over the place, especially on the boats. <laughs> People are docked alongside on the water, enjoying their summer. I don't know. What do you think on this? 803-0930. I'll be back here. Brian Masaroski on WBEN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. All right, welcome back. Brian Mazeroski here with you on WBEN. Uh, talked a lot last segment, and you can continue your calls. 803-0930. Uh, marijuana in New York State inching toward legalization. When is it going to happen? It's still up to uh, anybody. But, it, I mean, in many ways, it's already there. You can have it. You can smoke it anywhere where you can smoke a cigarette, which is actually, uh, I think, like far more restrictive than we uh, really think. <laughs> like parks and trails and everything, uh, you don't really notice all the not, you know, no smoking signs that exist anymore. But anyways, I, I mean, you can do it in all those same spaces. So that's still there. And you can buy it in dispensaries in western New York, just not all over. On native land, I mean, they're popping up all over the place. 803-0930 is uh, where you grab in. Uh, someone saying, I don't know how they all survive with you know, all of them right in a row like that. And I, you know, the competition's got to be fierce. I think the exact same thing. I don't know how these places can all be selling the exact same thing. You can walk your, it's like two miles and there's 10 stores and they're all selling the same thing. I I don't know how that's, every mall in America is dead yet that can somehow (laughs) like exist. It just doesn't make any sense to me that they can all survive, but it is interesting. And a lot of you have uh, texted in. Uh, 803-0930, where to do that. Uh, there's people who say, okay, I, I, there's one comment in here that I I liked and I think is pretty true. Today's stuff too potent for younger people, in my opinion. And I think that part is, in large part, kind of true uh, in a way. I mean, listen, I we talked at the very end about comparing this and the legalized sports gambling. And I actually think that the legalized sports gambling and mobile sports betting on your phone is kind of far more dangerous than this legalized marijuana. Uh, But they're similar in some ways in that they're not for everybody. Some people can... Have the sports betting app on your phone. Bet well within their own means. You know, infrequently when they feel like it to have a fun time. And they're fine. For other people, it can ruin their lives. Marijuana, I think, is probably the same thing. People can use it sparingly. Maybe even more than that. Have a good time and be fine with it. For other people, you know, it turns into an entire lifestyle. It becomes chronic, no pun intended, and 
you kind of spiral in a different direction. But I kind of think that the way that it would be set up here in New York State is actually kind of perfect. Because, listen, before any law is passed legalizing marijuana, you can get it anywhere. It would take you about 15 minutes. It's not like making it illegal is stopping it from being smoked in western New York or anywhere else around the state, right? So there's that. But unlike sports betting, this isn't something you can do with impulse on your phone just like that. Like that to me is the danger in sports betting is like any I could right now as I'm talking to you on the air pick up my phone and spend any amount of money whether I can afford to or not pretty much and bet it all on some uh, game for somebody to score a golden night you know for marijuana I I think it's a lot different and the legalization is going to actually be way better for people who do use Because now you have a product where you'll kind of, it'll be somewhat regulated. So you know somewhat what you're getting, which doesn't always happen. You still have to go to a place in person. And, you know, I I talk about 10 within two square miles down on some places in, in native land. But for most of Western New York, there's not going to be that proliferation of marijuana dispensaries. So you still have to go and get it physically in the same way, and you'll you'll kind of know what you're getting. So I think it is kind of a perfect setup. And guess what? You don't have to do it. So there you go. (laughs) You don't have to do it if you don't want to. Um, and someone else uh, pointing out Michigan. As soon as you cross state lines into Michigan, every billboard, right? That's where you set it up, right on the border of uh, somewhere that doesn't allow it. Anyways, uh, interesting conversation. You can go back uh, a little bit later on demand. Listen to Andrew, Chronic Link, and Salamanca. See what it's like inside of his store. Hey, primaries last night. And uh, they decided who will be running for governor. I brought this up with one of our political analysts, Sarah Eisger, this morning about how, you know, when Bush ran against Gore in 2000, leading up to the election, and even kind of in the midst of the controversy over the vote count, most people, most Americans, didn't really have a preference. They basically viewed the two people as like the same guy with some slight differences. Oh boy, how things have changed in 20 years since. Here's, uh, all right, the two candidates for governor who will be facing off. Kathy Hochul didn't stand up and lead them. Instead, she got led by the far left. Are we going to move New York forward? We're going to let the far-right extremists drag our state backwards. You tell me. I know the answer. All right. So there's your candidate. And gone are the days where it's just a decision between two boring politicians. Now everything is either the most important election of our lifetime or a choice between far left and far right. I mean, can you possibly? That is how everybody is labeled in these races. It's incredible. I don't know how we go through it. 
But uh, if you had any hopes, that would change anytime soon in New York State. Uh, I think we got our answer last night with that. On our text board, someone's saying, if I can get food from DoorDash, at some point there will be weed deliveries. I don't think it's far behind it. It's here already. Uh, there's uh, services that will do that. Just waiting for a legalization. It's here. You can actually do it on your phone and pick up. You just can't get it delivered right now because of the laws. But, no, that's here. That'll happen. Um, and then this, the other uh, story that I thought was pretty interesting today. Fifteen years ago, the first ever iPhone released. And we all remember, right, Steve Jobs unveiling the iPhone. A widescreen iPod with touch controls, a revolutionary mobile phone, and a breakthrough internet communications device. An iPod, a phone, and an internet communicator. An iPod, a phone. Are you getting it? These are not three separate devices. This is one device. I don't think you can understate just how wild that was and how world-changing that was. What he's talking about there. Now, you heard the crowd go wild. I sometimes go back and look at that because it, it's unbelievable to me. You had the crowd going wild when he's uh, unveiling the iPhone. It was kind of unlike anything you've ever seen. It was, I mean, a touchscreen device that is your phone. You can play music on it. You store your music like the iPod. I mean, you heard him say right there, you go on the Internet. You can do any number of things, get directions from one place to the other, have it right there in your pocket, play games on it. Keep notes. Watch YouTube. Unbelievable. All right there. I I love the part of the presentation. He opens it. You used to have to swipe to unlock. He swipes to unlock the phone. And the crowd goes wild. (laughs) So much so that he pauses. He says, do you want to see that again? He locks the phone and does it and swipes to unlock and people were losing their minds it was like elvis shaking his hips on the stage steve jobs dragging his finger across an iphone people were you know fainting in the aisles of the auditorium people were going absolutely insane 15 years ago hard to imagine and i i i think we'll look back someday And that is such a turning point in world history, for better or worse. You know, maybe it's that. Maybe it's the App Store opening and all these companies. That happened about a year later. 500 apps on the App Store. Now there's uh, almost 2 million different apps that you can download. They sold a million iPhones in 74 days. But think back, think to that moment 15 years ago, and everyone's so excited about this cool device. I was too. I just liked the idea. I was carrying around my iPod, yet carried around a cell phone. And then a lot of you had like the TomTom, right, the, you know, Garmin. So you had like all three of these different devices that you'd, you know, lug around, have to put in your, uh, you know, storage bin in the car. And it all lived on one thing. You'd put it in your pocket right now. It was great. 
but I don't think we had 15 years ago any sort of idea, nor could we, of what would come next. Think about this. These companies didn't even exist in 2007. Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, which was just mentioned, Tinder. I know people who have met their spouse on Tinder. Slack, Venmo. Then you have Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, Pinterest. All these things didn't exist. They wouldn't have been possible without the iPhone. And, you know, I remember 10 years or five years ago, it was the 10-year anniversary, and I was looking back at this, and I was like, yeah, wow, this is crazy. And look at what's happened since. And it's revolutionized the world. And now five years later, I I feel like maybe we look back at this moment as more of a negative than ever before. I think about those companies, Instagram, Uber, TikTok, Twitch, Lyft, DoorDash, your Venmo, Tinder. And the the positives and the negatives... Would you go back to the technology of 2007? That moment with Steve Jobs that we just played, do you wish it never happened? Because I don't know. I find myself thinking more and more all the time that, yeah, I I, kind of do. I kind of do wish that it never happened. I kind of wish the smartphone ended at the BlackBerry and the technology that we had there. And that was as good as it got. And there's so many, you know, positives that have come with it, right? Uh, jobs created. Think of the side hustles people have that turned into full-time businesses, all because of what you're able to do just on your phone. It's, you know, this balance between positives and negatives. But I feel like the further we get from that moment, Steve Jobs releasing the first iPhone, I don't know. I look at the negatives outweighing the positives more and more and more. Just everything that's done to society. (laughs) Everyone just buried in your phones. All the times I sit here and I talk about wanting to throw mine into the middle of Lake Erie. It was amazing then we didn't have the foresight into what it would become. Social media existed. But it was nothing like what it would become when everyone had an iPhone in their pocket. And I don't know. I find myself asking that quite 10 years ago. You say, uh, I, I would have said, yeah, it was awesome. And, you know, look at all the things that I can do on my phone right now. 15 years on, now I'm saying, I don't know. I kind of wish that it never happened. Someone's saying if Steve Jobs didn't do it, someone else would have. And, you know, that's, you're right. I guess what I'm saying is I, I hope that it, it all just never happened. <laughs> you could be talking about the iPhone. You could be talking about some, you know, other phone. Doesn't matter. I kind of wish the cell phone started where the smartest one was the BlackBerry. And that was like a true business person. You had to be like Michael Jordan's agent to warrant having a BlackBerry. Oh, I send emails on my phone. And like that was all you did. Nothing else, no social media or anything like that. And the rest of us were fine with the flip phone. 
I don't know. I kind of wish those days came back. You can't put the genie back in the bottle now. But I, as the years go on, you know, we're, we're going to hit 20, 25 years since that moment. I mean, that's going to be one of the most important moments in world history, period. You look at how many people have these phones. Uh, it's everybody in your pocket right now. It's crazy. Someone asked on the test board, how many iPhones have you had in the years since? They've had two. Two! That's impressive. I didn't get one uh, for many years. I didn't have any sort of smartphone. I had a BlackBerry, which when I got it, I don't know if it qualified as a smartphone for a little bit. I got the iPhone uh, somewhere between like junior and senior year of college is when I first had like the smartphone smartphone. So I was like 21 years old. And since then, I've had three, I believe, three iPhones since then. So that's pretty good. But I didn't get one until I was 21 years old. I, and now people have them when they're like 13 or 11 or younger, <laughs> which I could anyone have uh, pictured that. The most expensive you know, phone in the world, $500. How am I ever going to afford this? No one's going to buy it. And now they're $1,000, and people are just handing them over to kindergartners. And that's no joke either. You know the story. But it's an incredible moment, turning point in history 15 years ago today. Think of all that wouldn't exist without the iPhone. Maybe your life would be better for it. Or maybe you wouldn't be uh, listening to me right now on the Odyssey app. I don't know. I, for one, I think if technology stopped 2007... That was like, we, that we hit a sweet spot. We were there. That was good enough for everybody. Hey, I'll be back uh, tomorrow. Maybe talking about shoving a bunch of hot dogs in your mouth. I don't know. We'll have to see. Uh, but I'll be back here. Brian Mazarowski, thanks for hanging out with me on WBEM. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.